You're listening to an audio message from The Well, a gospel-centered church family in Hastings, Nebraska that exists to grow disciples and glorify God. For more information, please visit www.thewellhastings.com. Well, hey, good evening, everybody. It is good to be with you. I want to say Merry Christmas. Would you guys all say Merry Christmas back? It is the Christmas season, and it's brutal cold outside, so I'm so thankful that all of you um, chose to come and gather together as we celebrate uh, the story of Christmas, the story of Jesus coming into this earth, right? Uh, what you're going to hear uh, uh, in our time together this evening uh, is going to be the story of Christmas that is basically told in four different acts. And all throughout those four different acts, you're going to have different episodes, you're going to meet different characters, and all together we're going to hear the story of Christmas from the beginning of scriptures basically to the end. And uh, I think it's it's going to be good. I'm praying the Lord would just bless our time together. Um, My hope, uh, my hope as we spend time hearing different readings of scripture and a little bit of narration of the story and singing songs together, my hope is that um, our time together would magnify the name of Jesus above all other names. Um, Here's the truth about what we are celebrating in the Christmas season. Uh, We are celebrating the fact that Jesus is our crucified Savior. He is our risen King. He is our eternal priest. Um... And he is the priest and king and savior of a kingdom that will never end. And it's a story that you and I get to be part of by God's grace. And so I want to open us in prayer. And then we're going to sing a few songs together. And I just want to encourage you, you can remain seated um, until towards the very end. I'll let you guys know. Um, We want to stand during the last two songs. And I hope that each of you grabbed a candle on your way in. We're going to find a creative way to light those candles during the last song. Uh, I think the last song is Silent Night. And so uh, that way you have all that in front of you. I want to open us in prayer. We're going to sing some songs and dive right into the story. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, Lord, thank you so much for the privilege that we have to be together, to celebrate the coming of Jesus, um, our Savior, our King, our Priest, um, our Friend. Lord, thank you for this story, and thank you for giving us the the privilege of entering into it um, by grace. God, we love you. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Join me in singing. Thank you. 
Your name is high. 
So in Act 1, we're going to meet Adam and Eve and Abraham. But in this first episode of Acts, or Act 1, uh, we're going we're gonna to meet Adam and Eve. And we're going to go all the way back to the beginning. And, and Miss Kim is going to come and read from Genesis 3 for us. In this passage, before she reads, um, we're going to meet, like I said, Adam and Eve. Right? Um, and what happens in this passage is Adam and Eve disobey God. And then God comes and, and talks to them, and he spills blood uh, to cover their shame, to cover their sin. He banishes them from the Garden of Eden because of their sin. And then he promises them salvation in the future um, when their seed defeats the seed of the serpent. So listen to the passage as Kim reads. Now the serpent was, more, serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord, had, Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will surely not die, for, for God knows that when you, when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the, woman's, so when the, when the woman saw that the tree was good, good for food and the, the, that it was the, a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of it of its fruit and ate and she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate then the eyes of both were opened they knew that they were naked and and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths and they heard the sound of the lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the lord Lord God, among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you you were naked? And Have you eaten of, of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to me, uh, gave to be with me. <coughs> She gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. To the woman he said, I will, I will surely multiply your pain and childbirthing. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, commanded you, um, you shall not eat of it. 
Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of, eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. You shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. So you return to the ground, for it out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The man called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all, liv- all living, and the Lord God made uh, for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to work, work the ground from which he was taken. He drove the, out the man, and at the east of the garden of Eden, he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that, that turned every way to guard the Guard the way to the tree of life. Nice. Thanks, Kim. So that's episode one. Episode one is all about Adam and Eve and sin and how that entered in the world and what God began to do to cover that sin and the promise he gave of a coming Messiah. In the second episode, um, we meet this character named Abraham. Now, Abraham uh, gets tested by God in this part of the story. There's a lot of different parts of the story when it comes to Abraham, but this part of the story, for him, as he enters into the story, when he gets tested by God, is a real key piece to the whole story and how it unfolds. And so Isaiah Robbins is going to come read for us from Genesis 22. And what you'll see in this passage is the way that God blesses Abraham and promises him um, to be a blessing to the ends of the earth. Take it away. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, I am here, or here am I. He said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Morah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut the wood for the burnt offering and rose and went to the place which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood for, of the bur- uh, and took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took his hand in his hand the fire and the knife. And they both oh, I'm sorry. And both of them together And Isaac said to his father, Abraham, my father, and he said, here I am, son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb 
for a burnt offering that summer. So they went, both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. Seeing you have not wielded your son, your only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by the thorns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. And the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this and have not wielded your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars in the heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. Amen. Thanks, Isaiah. Would you join us in singing, O come all ye faithful.
So that is the end of Act 1. Remember, in Act 1, we met Adam and Eve, through whom sin entered the world. We saw God interacting with them, um, covering their shame as he shed blood. Um, and then we saw him giving them a promise that salvation would come through their seed in the future. And then we jumped ahead in the story, and we, we, we heard from Abraham. We saw how Abraham was faithful to God, taking his son Isaac up to be sacrificed, all along, though, trusting that God would provide. And in his obedience, what he got to experience was God's faithfulness over and above his own faithfulness. God's faithfulness to provide exactly what he said he would provide. And then also gave Abraham that promise, through you, all the nations will be blessed. Now, in, in uh, Act 2, we're, we're going to meet King David, and we're also going to meet the prophet Isaiah briefly. Um, in the first episode, and there's two episodes, in the first episode, we meet King David. In this brief episode, uh, God promises David an everlasting family, a future eternal Savior and King on his own throne. So I want to invite Addie uh, Robbins to come on forward. She's going to read... Um, two parts of, of this story to us from 2 Samuel as well as the Psalms. 2 Samuel 7, 11 through 16. From the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of the kingdom forever. I will be with him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When, the, when he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men. Psalms 110, 1-4. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord sends forth from Zion your mighty scepter. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power in holy garments. From the womb of the morning, the dew of your youth will be yours. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Very good. Thank you, Eddie. So that's the first episode of this act. We meet King David, right? Now if you flip forward a little bit more in the story, you get to episode 2. And uh, you meet this prophet named Isaiah. And again, there's so much in Isaiah's story that could be shared. And there's so much that he wrote that we could highlight here. Um, but in this episode, for our story, as we track the story of Christmas, the story of Jesus coming to this earth to be born as a man, um, who would then live and then die and be resurrected and leave us to the promise of heaven. As we look at that story, there's highlights. And one of the highlights is something that Isaiah has to say in two different places. So I'm going to invite Jordan, um, Jordan Annan, to come on up. And he's going to read um, two different passages for us. Isaiah 9, 2, 6, and 7. Uh, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the deep of deep darkness, on them light has shone. 
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. <clears throat> Isaiah 11, 1 through 5. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, and might the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his, his dwelt, or his delight, excuse me, shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with, rod, with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist and faithfulness the belt of his loins. Amen. Thanks, Jordan. I always love reading uh, the prophets and their description of things. Um, definitely artists in the way that they use their words. Uh, I wish we could spend a bunch of time on this passage, uh, especially that last part, that description of um, what our Savior King, our Messiah, uh, is going to be like. Uh, and I, uh, I trust that the words of God's Word just being read is more than enough, and the Spirit will bring to your heart and your mind what image you're to walk away with. Um, would you join us now as we sing Joy to the World together?
beautiful song. I have to comment, you know it's flu season when in between the verses, the entire place coughs together, almost on cue. So, <laughs> rough. <laughs> We're getting ready to head into Act 3. All right. In Act 3, we uh, meet Joseph and Mary as an angel comes and, and speaks to them about this little baby uh, that's going to be born miraculously. And in the first episode, we meet Joseph. And the angel comes and visits him and tells him that his virgin fiance is going to miraculously become pregnant and that she's going to give birth to a savior king named Jesus. And so in our first passage, Miss Jen is going to come on up and read from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce, divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Thanks, Jen. Can you imagine that? Really? Like, you go to sleep one night, you're engaged to get married, right? Doing things right, haven't been together yet, and you have this whack dream. Angel shows up while you're sleeping and tells you this story. I mean, that's an interesting night of sleep, if you ask me, right? Second episode in this story um, follows up after the angel speaks to Joseph. Now the angel goes and speaks to Mary. And so Heather's going to come up and she's going to read from Luke chapter 1 for us. We get to see what the angel has to say to Mary. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child will be born. The child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Very good. Thanks, Heather. Now, can you imagine what the conversation between Joseph and Mary might have been like the next day? after both having 
dreams where they spoke to an angel. Um, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall uh, in the living room in the midst of that conversation uh, to just see what that would have been like. I'm hoping that we have like replay videos when we get to heaven because um, there's, there's more than a few things, this being one of them, <laughs> that I would love to see replayed. Uh, would you join us now in singing O Holy Night?
So in this story of Christmas, we have met Adam and Eve and Abraham, King David, Prophet Isaiah, Mary and Joseph. And we've seen all along how God is just fulfilling His promises from the beginning. Each promise kind of built on top of each other, but all of it pointed to one person, baby Jesus. The one that we celebrate in this season, His birth, coming and fulfilling those promises. There's two episodes in our kind of closing chapter, our our fourth act. In the first episode, um, Jesus uh, arrives on the scene. He's born, and, and He's worshipped and proclaimed by the shepherds in the hills in fulfillment of God's promises all the way from Adam to Mary. And so Heather's going to join us again. She's going to read from Luke chapter 2, significant portion of Scripture. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Thanks, Heather. Sometimes I try to imagine that scene, too, that episode, what it would have been like uh, to have given birth to a baby in a manger, um, in a stable, basically. Um, my wife and I have a few kids, and uh, I cannot imagine what it would have been like uh, to have a baby in a space like that. It's not, not very clean. Not very tidy. It's kind of a mess. And that's what Jesus did. Like, he came from his throne in heaven, right? Beautiful place in heaven. Perfect, clean place. And he came to this filthy place. And he was, even the way he was born was full of so much humility. Um, he was so humble in that as he walked into the mess of this earth for us. Final episode of our story. Uh, we're going to hear from 
the Apostle John, and then we're going to hear from the writer of Hebrews. Joe Nelson's going to come and read here shortly in this final episode of the whole story. Um, we hear how the Apostle John, as well as the author of Hebrews, both describe Jesus, right? And as you hear these passages read, what you're going to hear is you're going to hear that Jesus is our eternal Savior. He is our King. He is our High Priest. He's all of these things over God's eternal kingdom. The reality is that as you hear these passages read, you might be reminded that the kingdom of the serpent has been crushed. It's been crushed by our crucified, risen, and returning Savior. Amen? I invite Joe to come on up and read. First reading from me is uh, from John, the first chapter of the book of John. One of my favorites in all, the, in all scripture. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not know him or receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth. <clears throat> then out of the book of Hebrews, chapter 7 says this, For it is witnessed of him, Jesus, you are a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. The former priests were many in number, because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently, because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for, the, for those of the people. Since he did not so since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath which came later than the law appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. Amen. Thanks, Joe. Would you, uh, would you in, um, join us in standing for these last two songs? Um, and during the last song, we're going to light candles, so I hope that, that each of you grabbed a candle, so keep a hold of that. And uh, we'll start kind of in the front area and 
start lighting candles during that final song during Silent Night. Um, so thankful that you guys were here with us. After we finish Silent Night, I'll come back up and close us out in prayer really quick. So take it away, guys.
And so we just heard the story of Christmas in uh, four different acts, right? Act one, we met Adam and Eve and Abraham. Act two, we met King David and the prophet Isaiah. Act three, we met Joseph and Mary. And then in act four, we met Jesus. And we heard descriptions of what he is like. And throughout this entire story, we met all these different characters and walked through all the different episodes that are there. And what we saw is we saw that even though, man, you and I, we are sinful, we're broken to the core. And in fact, broken, broken is a word that makes sense to us, but doesn't even come close to uh, fully capturing what it means to be fully broken by sin. And even though we are sinful, broken, rebellious, banished from God's presence, what God did is He had a plan. He had a plan that began with a promise, and that promise was kept and fulfilled in the, the birth and the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus really is our crucified Savior. He is our risen king. He is our eternal priest of a never-ending kingdom which you and I get to be part of as we place our faith in Christ and his work at that cross and at that empty tomb as we trust in his promise of eternity. The kingdom of the serpent has been crushed by our crucified, risen, and returning king. Amen? Let me pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for giving us this moment in time to enter into the story of Christmas. As deeply flawed as each of us in this room is, it's such a, such a, a breathtaking story to know. For thousands of years, before time even began, you had this plan. And that plan was that you would ransom and redeem each of us through the work of your son, Jesus, that you would draw us close so that we might be together tonight to celebrate you. So, Father, I pray that uh, you keep our hearts centered on the truth of who Jesus is and what, what he did, what he continues to do. Pray, God, that you would keep each of us safe as we head out over the weekend to gather with family and eat food. Pray, God, that you would give health to those who are sick and those who are not here this evening because of sickness. Lord, we trust that you'll do just that. God, we love you so much. And all God's people said. You're listening to an audio message from The Well, a gospel-centered church family in Hastings, Nebraska that exists to grow disciples and glorify God. For more information, please visit www.thewellhastings.com.